too. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Did you hear right. me before? Yeah, I could hear you, and I thought you were fucking with me. I, I, was like, <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear so, the recording of that. So I said, I said, I could trim this, but if you want to go, and you go, great way to start a <clears throat> podcast. And I was like, can you hear me? <laughs> nope. I couldn't okay. hear you at all. That's so crazy. All right. Yeah, we'll probably well, want to trim gonna... it. Although, it was pretty funny, the things I was saying. I know. Maybe I'll put that on the end of the podcast. <laughs> it wouldn't and make I wonder much if, sense. Uh, at the I'll, end. I wonder if you'll be able to hear like me on the other end of it. Because that would be like a good out to All right. It's interesting go. stuff. All right. Should we jump in? Let's jump in. Let's do it. All right. I was talking to Matt tonight. And I said I've been missing hearing my friends talk about fantasy basketball. Do you want to record a podcast? He had his son in hand. So let me see if I could work some daddy magic. Sounds like Luke is out though, right? He's out cold. And he's right next to me. He's listening to me speak. And he's not even stirring at all. So this is great. I can talk basketball. It's it's phenomenal. The wife's out. I'm on baby duty. And, and he's asleep. And subliminally, he's going to uh, absorb it all. I hope he, no, they, they say, don't they say you absorb most, most of the like stuff in your sleep. Isn't that why people would go to sleep? Like with shit, like on, on repeat on their headphones. I don't know, man. I, I think I, that's I per- just a, a myth, but, but Hey, we could believe we could believe right? and we'll see what, we'll see what our case study Luke does in a couple of years. You know? Yeah. Right. Maybe he'll retain some of the stuff. Maybe he'll just think it's all garbage. So I'm talking to Matt tonight. I'm always impressed by his, uh, level of knowledge around this this whole uh, fantasy game. But I told him I've been sort of on cruise control for a little bit, and I have not been as locked in. And I think that, like, when you're more middle of the pack, you're definitely a little bit more driven. I'd be interested to hear from Tully or if he's just guns ablaze and always. But staying focused on my team, not so much looking around the league. So I wanted to dive in tonight with you. Hell yeah. I mean, as of right now, I mean, I've been tracking everything – Every single day when I start my uh, work day with Chris Hughes, it starts off with, hey, Matt, how'd the fantasy squad do last night? And I'll run down and I'll, I'll kind of fill them in on, on thing that's, things that's kind of happening. Well, I mean, as of right now, I see it more as a seven-team race for six spots. So is the cutoff after <coughs> Fergie, Reardon's, Reardon's out? I mean, Reardon is storming back tonight. He's, um, I think he's got, who's he playing? He's playing somebody. He's, oh, it's Donnie McBean. He's got, oh, no, he's actually neck and neck tonight. So, I don't know. Donnie McBean's looking good. If you looked at Marone's team lately, out of all the teams, first of all, we have four teams with four wins at the bottom of the, uh, you know, the, the standings heap. Um, that said, Marone went from last to now ninth place pretty quickly. Um, his team is is hitting its stride. I think it might be a little too, you know, it's a, do- a dollar short a day late, but his team is actually on fire. His team's looking real good. Marone I mean, is actually, Marone is, uh, where is he right here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's the eighth highest points for just yeah. a uh, unlucky schedule. Reardon's right behind him, though. And, you know, yeah, Reardon's right behind him. Two more wins. Yeah, he's got two more wins. But Mike's team has kind of been – listen, Mike's team has been has had his, you know, awesome weeks and it's had his bad weeks. And I think the bad weeks are really just due to injuries. He's been so injured for a lot of the year 
that he's like really hasn't been able to string along a couple of consistent weeks. So that's why his record kind of sits at six and nine, where I really do think his team's a little bit better than a six and nine record. But I'm not sure his team, obviously because of the health problems, deserves to be in the playoffs. I mean, listen, I've seen him make a late season push before. If his team can get their shit together, I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. But I really see it as as he's probably the first team out that, you know, is is not one of those seven teams vying for a playoff spot at the moment. He does have a lot of he, – he has a lot of scores, and you know he's going to compete. Who's the, uh, who's the one guy on Reardon's team? We're bouncing around, and I wanted to do this. Looking at Reardon's team, who's the one guy – that either overachieved, underachieved, what's the one thing you notice about his team? I mean, when I look at his team, I don't – I only see one guy, one guy in the last 30 days who averaged – oh, no, two. Two guys who average over 40. Um, I mean, he does have a lot of 30 guys. But Jimmy's been out, yeah. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam. Pascal, yeah. You know, and then Aiton lately has been kind of crap. He's been a 25-5 for the past 30 days. But what's the story there? I know he missed some time. So, um, I mean, he'll rebound. But, I mean, when you just look at that and you see only two guys over 40 and you see one guy at 15-8, Mike Beasley, um, Malik Beasley, rather, um, you know, that's a little concerning. Um I mean, the O's in his IR spot certainly would help him out, Paul George and Laurie Markkinen. But, again, it's a health thing for Mike. It's um, – Yeah, brutal. It's been brutal. Exactly. And I don't know what he's – The hospital do, but, is know. back. <laughs> Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Is there, a, uh, is there a higher free agent ad this year than Cole Anthony at 35-8? I don't think so. That was a tremendous pickup. That was – you know, who had the foresight that Cole Anthony was going to break out like that? I w- I'll, I'll pull it up here in a sec, just out of curiosity, to see, like, when, how early in the year did he pick him up? Because that was great. I don't think he was drafted. No, October 28th. Wow. For eight bucks. And what's funny is I remember at the time well thinking, spent. like, maybe the day before I was thinking about picking him up, but I was like, nah, you know what? I have far too many point cards. And I totally regret not doing it. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, that's a that's a great ad, and Mike's been able to ride him ever yeah, since. Yeah, no, tremendous. Been- there's just there, there's a there's a dearth of opportunity there in Orlando, and Cole Anthony has stepped up and really taken that you know bull by the horns. I like what he's right. doing there. All right, we're spending a lot of time on a cusp team. Uh, we definitely want yeah. to build in some time for those top teams. R- Marone's team. What's the surprising thing about his team? The surprising been, thing is he's been rattling off some wins. Yeah, he's been rattling off wins, and his team's been pretty consistent. Um, like Still I said, rough- for him, a lot of it was injuries. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, he spent big bucks on, missed some time. You know, I think when you look at Marone's draft, it was really fifty dollars for Carl Anthony Towns, and then a bunch of kind of not that they were crap, but it's like just kind of like budget players you know he didn't really s- spread the wealth he got Levine uh, I know he spent a good amount of money on him the 26 bucks and he spent money I think Jalen Brown who was kind of a budget guy too 32 so I mean between those two I mean that's over a hundred and 
you know, change for just three guys. Um, I mean, granted, probably a lot of the teams in the league have done that, but you know, he sat out for quite some time after spending 50 bucks on a guy. So what did McBean spend on uh, Levine? You just said it. 26. 26. Which I think was an incredible steal. And we got, uh, he's talking to steals. We'll come back to this, but would you rather have him or DeMar DeRozan? Ooh, I'm not even looking at DeMar DeRozan's numbers. And DeRozan's I think I'd probably. 42, DeRozan's I think I'd, 42 2 for 21 bucks by our man Patrick. Yeah, Doug. DeRozan. Wow. So, wow. DeRozan's yeah. the answer, man. I mean, on that first podcast I did with you, Marone, you were all like, give the ball to Zach Levine and get out of the way. It's really been the DeMar DeRozan show um, out there. A nice ad by Duggan. Yeah, right. Uh, jo- Josh Giddy, Chris, well done. Josh Giddy, you snaked him at the end there. You you were able to like use all your money. He wasn't even up for auction because you just bought him outright. And I know you traded him off to Ben, but that was a hell hell of a pick. That guy's special. Right. That listen, Giddy. Uh, you know what's funny? Ask Tom my my opinion on Josh Giddy in the draft. I was like, oh, dude has bust written all over him. One so of the first gotta, highlights why, they why showed gotta, when they when they. Why do I got to ask Tom if you're just going to tell me? No, just to verify that I'm not lying. Um, the first highlight that they showed of Josh Giddy um, in, you know, the NBA draft room was him dunking. And then, like, he actually dunked it with so much momentum that he fell flat on his face on, on the court. And all I was of like, us follow, all of us follow those same Instagram basketball threads. And everybody saw that video of Josh Giddy's eyes. Yeah, and that that I mean, he's special. So I'm interested to see what he'll be going for in uh, years moving forward. Again, dearth of opportunity there. You know that that's what it really boils down to in fantasy is opportunity plus you know points per minute, right? So what I'm hearing here is this has to be Marone's last rodeo with Cat headlining his team. He cannot be banking on this guy anymore. No, he's going to do it again next year. Can't wait. All right. <laughs> well, in the company of four and tens, um, we got Sully's team. Yeah, we got to start writing some jokes, Yo, I guess, I mean, for some people. I, I mean, the pe- last was the last podcast we heard, by the way, was it Sully and Tom? It might have been. It might, no, it actually, been. no, I think it was Tully. I think Tully – did the last one and he really zapped the energy out of a lot of teams. Oh, that was it. That was it. The, uh, the, yeah. uh, out South side, but the one with max, I mean, we're still talking about Ben Simmons now, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and we were all asking, you know, max, what were you thinking going with the sketchy of sketchy players, you know? And, and really, I mean, we were right. You know, I mean, he's, he's four, 10 and one right now. A lot of, lot of no chance of making the playoffs. Whole lot of gambles on that team. I mean, yeah, got... there's too many sketchy players. It's like, yeah, so you got Kyrie for six bucks. I mean, what has Kyrie really done for your team? Nothing. You know, Max could sort of be a home record down this final stretch. Here. Oh, no, he certainly can. I mean, Kyrie can go off for random games, and he has this year, but it's just you can't rely on that. He, he relied on not only not only Kyrie but also Ben Simmons and Katie. I mean, Katie was Katie's great, but he, he's just 
you know somebody that I'm going to view as a little bit fragile for a little bit. No, exactly. And I'm always looking at guys. I'm, I'm, you know, and this is giving away a little bit of a draft strategy, but who fucking cares? Cause everybody knows what the hell they're doing. Um, you can't draft Tom and I talk about this as you can't draft a team. That's too early, you know, a bunch of, you know, first, second and third year guys that, you know, when they're in their like sixth, seventh, eighth years, that they're going to be amazing, probably even all-stars. All but right. you're, you're taking that team too early where it's like yeah. if you had that fantasy team in three seasons from now, all right, yeah, your team would be amazing. But you got to go with some of the veterans. You know, you, you almost have to go with the Tobias Harris's of the league because they're they're vets and they're consistent. Now, well, the other thing is – As we are just talking about him being a homewrecker right there, and then I'll come back to you. You play him the second to last week of the season, February 28th. It'll be real interesting if by that point he had, he's got KD back, Kyrie playing a whole bunch of games, and then Ben Simmons finding a spot on a new squad and suiting up. <clears throat> no, I, I think Ben Simmons is going to get traded after the season. Okay. I think Ben Simmons sits the whole year. I think Kyrie continues to – you know, fall subject to these vaccine requirements. And I honestly think it happens again next year for Kyrie too. So am I hearing you're not concerned? Um, No, not concerned. Okay. All right. Anything else on Max's team? I didn't mean to cut off your thought there. No, I mean, I think, I think Max, listen, if his team was healthy and, you know, COVID wasn't a thing, his, his team would be fine. It's on paper. It looks great. You know, he's got the position flexibility, but, you know, it's just it's sketch on sketch on sketch this year. He gave his one percent to Marone. So according to ESPN standings, better luck next year. Yeah, stick a fork in him. Uh we got Tom also in the uh four win company. I'm playing <clears> him this week. He's actually I think he's got high score of the week right now. He's putting up numbers. I think he's got over seven hundred already and it's what? Thursday um that's pretty good uh I mean Tom's team it's funny uh in the beginning of the season I was like Tom your team's duty Rudy and he was like ha 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 ha, watch and he rattled off a couple wins to start and that's all he's ever had (laughs) bam this time yeah I guess he got he got banged up a little bit yeah his top top three scorers right now bam uh Tyler Hero and Jason Tatum are all above my number one, Tyrese. Yeah. I mean, listen, Luca even hasn't really been Luca, Mm -mm. even though, you know, 2022 stats, Luca's averaging 51.6, but he's missing games and stuff. And, and that's where I, you know, you got to have a good blend of those veterans and guys that'll just play, you know, guys that don't traditionally miss time, you know, I mean, it's always like a, a, a risk drafting a Joel Embiid, right? Because you know that he's probably going to only play, you know, 50 to 60 games. But this year he seems to be doing the exa- exactly what you'd want. But, you know, traditionally you want the guys that are going to play, that they're young and they're hungry, you know, and, and, and they're possibly even in the middle of a breakout season. You know, you have enough of those guys that are hungry and, and they want to, you know, compete for whether it's to be an all-star, whether it's to get their team into the playoffs or a team that hasn't been there in a while, or, um, you know, may, maybe they want the most improved award. You know, I, I, I feel like I have a couple of guys in contention for that. 
Tom Tom spent the most amount on Luca. Sixty-eight bucks was the highest. <laughs> yeah, highest I mean he spent. he went hard in the paint for Luca, Tatum, and Bam. Yeah. He really hit on Scotty Barnes. You know, he's getting good production out of Evan Mobley too. Totally. But besides that, he's been hanging on. Like, listen, a, a team that's far too early. You know, listen, Scotty Barnes, rookie. Evan Mobley, rookie. Chris Duarte, rookie. Alperin Sengen, rookie. Jalen Suggs, rookie. And you know what? A lot of the like, Scotty Barnes is over thirty. Evan Mobley's over thirty. Duarte, Sengen, and Suggs can probably all get dropped. They're waiver wire guys, but Tom's been hanging on to them all season because he knows that they're good players. And I agree with him; they are good players. They're talented, and they will be good, but not this year. They're probably two to three years away from being rosterable. I think it's it's got it's got so, a lot to do with that, a lot with Tom and and Ben missing time because that's a pretty. I mean that's a big three that that goes up against anybody. He 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 picked this year. He wraps up the season here. Let's see. <coughs> he wraps up the season. Uh, he's got Tully in two weeks, and then he's got Fergie in the playoff hunt the last week of the season. So he's still he's still uh, going to be messing up messing shit up. Sure. Now now Kev, we, we know how I say it's like seven teams for six spots. We yeah. still have this week plus four more weeks left. Is the regular season too long? No, I don't think so. It takes us right towards the. It, we still we still build in two weeks at the end of the season, right? Yeah, I think so. So I'm I just think thinking just, out loud. Like long, if we it's have just a long basketball season, I think that yeah. that's right. I mean, ultimately, we could it's, cut it's, back it's... on. We could cut back on the number of NBA games. But like, as long as the NBA is playing and it's still competitive, yeah. No, ultimately we're playing. We're weeks. playing for the fun of you know fantasy basketball. So I guess yeah. it could never be too long. But I just, it would suck if we have like the playoff teams kind of set with like three regular season matchups to go. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a it's a seven man race on the surface. Reardon's in there, uh, two games back. He's really only two games back. I know he's losing the points for, but. He's he's in there, so I guess it ain't over. Uh, let's head to your blood, uh, Pete. Oh, down there, four yeah, Pete, Pete, who Just forgot to set his lineup Dame. a few times. Oh. Yeah, Dame and, and then and um, AD and Beal and Turner have all been you know out for extended periods of time, and his team just they don't he doesn't have the the horses. There, I mean, it's really hard to have the horses to sustain anything with those kind of injuries. But you know, his horses, you know, the 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 rest of the guys, they're not that dangerous. Eric Bledsoe should be on the uh, the waiver wire. Carmelo Anthony, what are you what are you doing? I mean, I guess he's still somewhat valuable, um, but it's just tough when you have all these O's to survive in this in this competitive environment. It's tough. It's very tough. I mean, the, the general theme is like, you know, you, you could always, Chuck, there's always going to be like, you know, at least one like genuinely bad team. And then there's like always a team that's just like, well, at least you can point to injuries. And, and that is definitely Pete's story this year. You know, it's interesting looking. We got we got AD as the 11th best player right now at 45-7. Mm-hmm. At 13th best player, Jimmy Butler, 44-7, <clears throat> almost identical totals on the season. 
So there's the story of, I mean, we just talked about Reardon's team with Jimmy. He, I mean, Pete was without a top 11 guy, a number one guy yeah. for a while there. Yeah, and listen, then, AD then, screwed me last year, back. and he's he's doing it to another Medaxi now. He came back. I mean, Pete's already out of it when the Dame news comes down. Um, Bradley Beal, I mean, yeah, just, just rough. <clears throat> yeah, it is rough. Um, All right, where do you want let's, to start? Let's, with let's go to let's go to that little playoff run here because you haven't been okay. paying too much attention to all the teams outside, outside of, of yourself, no, no, right? No, so so I got I got to learn a little bit about these guys. Sure. Well, what do you want to know? All right, so let's start up top. We got uh, Tully holding it down again. I mean, I Tully's team. Year... Let me just let me just quickly say Tully's points for are so far above and beyond everyone. It's kind of ridiculous. What 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 are we talking? Like, I mean, he's over he's over two? a thousand points over anyone. Who's number two? Ben. Wow. So Pat's strategy again going in. We were talking earlier on the phone, and I was laughing about Jonas Valanciunas. Totally took him fourth overall. If you'll remember, he was nominated real early. We we're all laughing that like totally spent eighteen bucks or what. 18 or 19 bucks on Jonas Valanciunas right off the bat. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Well, let me just say, when you look at Tully's team for the 2022 numbers, he's only got one guy over 50, and he's got like one – I think – so it's DeJounte Murray's over 50, Chris Paul is over 40, and then everybody else is, is in the 30s with the exception of two guys that are probably in like the low 20s. But you know what? Those are the guys that he can cycle through for schedule purposes. You know, he's actually got the perfect feng shui right now, you know, kind of looking into the playoffs. Hopefully his team can stay healthy because I'd like to see what he can do this year. Last year he kind of got derailed, I think, in the championship, maybe due to an injury or two. Kyle Kuzma out of nowhere. Added complete nowhere. What in the world? Like, I really, really disliked any time I had to add him. He was a waiver wire guy. He, he was, and now he's been a consistent starter on the number one fantasy squad in the league. It's crazy. The ball comes to him now. Yeah, yeah. I keep thinking he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna start falling off. But I mean, no, I got I, it. I don't, I don't see, I don't see a fall in sight. All right. Anything else about Tully? Like, what else? No, I mean, Tully's team is just incredible. He's, he's yeah. got, he's got all the goods right now. He's got all the goods for sure. Looking at uh, let's let's dive in. I mean, we don't have to talk about my team very long, but I'd love to. Um, I mean, your me, team's just... interesting. Sadiq Bay had himself a game in the first quarter alone today. I think he had eleven points, seven rebounds, and four assists. He's pretty good. I mean, thank you uh, to uh, Chessmaster for dropping him. Yeah, I had um, him last year. I remember um, he was one of my. Uh, like kind of breakout guys that I, I knew was going to be pretty good, but I just similar to OG Anunobi last year. It's like these guys, like both of them would just be, you know, consistently in the twenties around like 25, 26 to like maybe OG a little bit better, maybe like consistently getting 27, 28. Um, they would never have like a 40 point night. It would just kind of always be the same kind of every single, you know, night they played. But now it looks like Sadiq Bey is becoming a real player in the league. I'd like to see, you know, kind of, you know, how his career starts to really develop because um, I wonder if he stays in Detroit long term. 
Because if he were to join a team like the Lakers, you know, that, that, that could really be dangerous. What's his, what's his status in the league? He's got, he's pretty young, two years, right? So he's got a little yeah, bit to go. Year, yeah. So he's, yeah, listen, he's, he's building up. He should actually, I don't know why he should be getting power forward eligibility. ESPN literally lists him as a, as a starting power forward on their, uh, on their depth chart. I'll be writing an email immediately following the uh, recording of this podcast. <laughs> What's funny is I write emails to the, to the, you know, send feedback um, because the uh, Golden State Warriors have not had a center eligible player all season. Is that true? Yeah, no, look, look at it. The only player is James Wiseman who has – well, actually, Kevon Looney just got it recently. Um, he got center eligibility, but like, I'd always be looking at this, at the schedules and I'm like, all right, I need a center who plays on golden state. And I'd go to golden state, click centers, and there'd be literally no one. So I'd write them emails and just be like, all right, well, somebody's playing center. Is it not Draymond? Would you get any response? I've gotten zero responses. Oh my God. Terrible customer God, if I, I mean, here's the least surprising thing. Riding uh, Jokic is so much fun in fantasy. He's he's helped Proper to a championship, helped Fergie to a championship. I'm hoping. Uh, Russell <clears throat> Westbrook, not what I thought. Not what I thought. Yeah, you went with and the then, Ferguson. You're, you're too late with that. I, w- I, I went with the Fergie thing. Not intentionally. Russ, Russ, everybody else saw that his value dropped. And for some reason, I still thought he was going to be putting up close to 50. Yeah. Um, then, we have a, we have Luke Stern. All right. Should we take a pause? No, no, no. Let's keep going. I'm just going to give him his binky and see what he does. All right, we, Luke, we can, Luke, we can, we can stop talking about my team. I'm all cool. That's all <laughs> Yeah. I think he was sorry, disgusted man. with the talk about your team. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> all right. Here we go. We got Proper in third place. And I was, uh, I sent Matt a screenshot today, which sort of got us talking a little bit of fantasy because I was pumped to see, that you're holding off proper right now because that buy is hella important. And that's d- it is super important. Uh... And what's, I mean, what's interesting is Brendan lost a absolute heartbreaker to Reardon last week. Um, Seven. You know, it was a, um, it was a neck and neck game going into Sunday. Um, I think Reardon had eight and out and maybe someone else. And Proper had, uh, I think, D'Angelo Russell out and and someone else as well. And it ended up being like a seven-point victory for, for, for Reardon. Um, I'm kind of hoping that I can put Brendan into a tailspin. Um, but the thing is, his team's really good. You know, um, I texted him earlier this week. I was like, you know, you do have a lot of O's. So I guess I feel like 1% bad for your team, but in the, consp- in the competitive spirit of this league, 1% is a whole lot, you know, it's um, very much so, you know, like usually I wouldn't even care. I'm that ruthless, but um, he does have some significant O's and hopefully he'll, um, he'll be able to recover, you know, pretty quickly. Um, oh, geez. I just got an alert. Draymond Green lowered back disc injury says he'll miss the all-star game aims to return in three to four weeks. All right, good. I can keep him on my O for a little bit, but would be nice to have him back. I can't wait to talk about your O's, but I don't want to <clears> skip <throat> over Brendan because the combination of Curry and Embiid is 
I mean, I talk about having Jokic in fantasy and how much fun that is. I got one guy that's like reliable. He's got two two MVP candidates right there. Yeah, and and Steph Curry's so much fun to own in fantasy because just you watch him go up by three three points every few seconds, and it just the erection does not go away. Does Mitchell Robinson become a next level player like he promises? I don't know. I, I was watching Knicks fans TV today and they were saying it's time to pay Mitch. Um, I think he's in like fourth place in Knicks, um, you know, uh, all time blocks list. Um, wow. Yeah. And he's what, 21, 22 years old. Well, he had um, eight last night and, and Brendan has, uh, yeah. Brendan's held on to him. He's only putting up twenty four <clears throat> six, so it's it's understandable why Ben and uh, Fergie dropped. You know, dropped from off. the center position, you really just want you know a surefire surefire double double guy. You know, somebody who's going to get you nine to twelve rebounds a game, and also score in double digits, and have some kind of peripheral stats as well. That's why I like Draymond a lot, but he's not even a center eligible player this year. Brandon Ingram was your guy last year, right? He was my guy, yeah. How did he do come playoffs? You know, he was he was excellent to start the season, and then he tailed off. Now, how did he do in the playoffs? I don't fucking remember because I was in, like, <laughs> basically last place last year. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to bring that up. I just wanted, I just wanted Luke to be able to hear that. Oh, all right, all right. Um. We got anything? We got anything else for Brendan? No, I mean I'm just hoping I can I can you know maybe put some distance I guess between you and Tully. Now, by the way, you and Tully have a matchup coming up pretty soon next week. But I gotta get through Tom first. So that's yeah. Gonna be, that's, I mean, that's how would that feel if how would that fe- how would you feel going into that matchup if you lost to Tom this week? Oh, no, I mean I'm I'm gonna go in with the mindset of I gotta win whatever. You know, I got to go regardless with Tully, but it will be interesting if we both pull it out this week. And then Brendan, you you beat Brendan and we get a three-game separation because that means the winner of next week is pretty much locked into a uh, buy spot. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for me to come back and get a buy, even though right now I am in fourth place in points four behind Duggan. And I'm, 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 I'm actually quickly approaching him. The past few right. weeks, I've just been climbing and climbing and climbing. But even if I were to get to number two in points four, I don't think I'll ever catch Tully. So therefore, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to have a better record than him from here on out. There's only five more weeks. I mean, there's this week plus four more, and I already have seven losses. He has three, so he would have to lose at least five more. Like he'd have to right, lo- literally right. lose all five, so I can't get in first place. I haven't looked. To, bu- and I, honestly, I looked to get beyond. to get to get to second place, you have the same record. You have to. You'd have to lose all five. Also, I don't know who I who I have after uh, Tom and and also you and, and you and Tully play each other next week, so it's impossible. I think for me to get the number one seed, I think it. The only thing would happen is if you just kind of tailspinned out, and I was able to somehow get into that two seed. Let's see real quick. Tully might be my last loss. I've been rallying. Uh, no, the math doesn't work out on that because it's every 12 weeks we play. Uh, every 11, 11. weeks. Um, last, yeah, Fergie took me down. Fergie took me down, but then I, I lost to Tully the week before. So 
Um, Got to figure something out against him. Let's yeah. go to the, let's go to the chess master. Duggan. You know, Duggan's team has been surprising. Um, he's been riding guys like Kevin Love and Bismack Bayombo and Lance Stevenson still on his squad. Thank God. Lance Stevenson was on three 10-day contracts before they signed him to the rest of the season. That's amazing. You know? I, and- I feel like it's not it's, – it's a different kind of surprise because I think we all <clears> came <throat> out of the draft. Like, Duggan did a pretty good job. You know what? Like oh, no, he was- did a fantastic. This was one of the best seasons I've ever seen Pat have. And the thing is, he started off so strong. He was in first place. And then at some point last week, when he was down Sabonis and Gobert and things were looking kind of dim, I was like, oh, geez. Did he just have a precipitous fall where the, in this seven team race for six spots, is he out? He won last week, I believe. He pulled it, he gutted it out. He's now on a one-game winning streak, which put him at nine and six, and he's having a good week against uh, against Sully right now. So he might have actually kind of rebounded a little bit because I I got a little scared for Pat. I did. But he's, he's treading water right now. <clears throat> I mean, not treading water. He's he's doing actually quite well. He beat Tom I mean, last week. Yeah, Sully, and like you said, he's down <sighs> Sabonis and Gobert. He doesn't right. have Zion, he, who he drafted, and he got a twenty-five guy out of him. We'll talk to you. We'll talk. More about yeah. Zion in a little bit. But I mean, DeMar DeRozan, 42.2. LaMelo Ball, 43.9. I mean, LaMelo is unbelievable. And then Tyrese Maxey, even. You know, yeah. a surprise. Guy, a surprise. Yeah. PGSG eligible, which is great. 57 and 50 in his last two games, too. Now, if I, if I, beat, if I can beat Proper and, and Duggan, you know, steers the course against Sully. Duggan actually moves back into third place because he's got more points for than Brendan. Interesting stuff. There's some, there's some movement stuff. up top. How, how much like, you know, Kevin Love, like 28.3. Nice job, Pat. Like that's a big ad. But yeah, I mean, how I much can Kevin you honestly at some trust point this season too. How much can you, how much can you trust? Him? <clears throat> I guess you ride him until you can't anymore. Do you hope Sabonis comes back? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And when Sabonis and Gobert are back, Pat will be back in the saddle. But it got me nervous. I I, I got to admit, I thought for a second there was a chance that he was going to be the team out of the seven to drop out. So Pat right now is is sitting up top here. Hang on. I'm up. My, my shit just froze. Um, but I wanted to see what other teams we got that we haven't talked about. I know we got you. Uh, there's, there's Ben. Me ben. and Ferguson. Oh, Fergie, yep. Okay, great. Who do you want to hit first? So now I'm thinking Ben could be the team that's on the way out. Digging into uh, Elmo on fire. Okay. At I think I think he needs to make a three-way trade. tie right now for the. I think last he needs five. to make a trade to get back into the swing of things. I don't think he needs to hear that. He has an addiction. <laughs> um, he has he has a problem. <laughs> he definitely has a problem. What, but what does I, he I have to do? Then I'm I'm telling you loud and clear, you need to make another trade to make a playoff push. Because right I now, Ben yeah. Ben's on a two game losing streak, about to be on a three game losing streak. I mean, he is playing Tully, so you know can't really blame him for this loss. However, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean Ferguson is Ferguson in a good, in a close matchup. Oh, he's crushing my brother. So, you know that might leave Ben, you know, on the outside looking in. It, it definitely will. I mean, he'll be eight and eight, 
And then, uh, you know, you have the other teams that are kind of there. Unless unless Proper can come back and beat me, that's the closest matchup there. Um, I mean, even still, um, Ben does have me by about just over maybe like 250 points on the season. So it would actually leave me on the outside looking in, um, you know, but I – before I before I finish my thought, Kevin, how many wins did you think before the season started it would take to make the playoffs? I think we said twenty weeks, eleven and nine. I think we said we'd have to be over five hundred. Yeah, I was I was thinking that too. You know, I think you'd have to be over five hundred to make it. But now I'm kind of thinking ten and ten, possibly even nine and, 10, and eleven. Ten and ten with the tiebreak. What mm. I'll say about Ben is Ben knows the urgency mm. that's happening right now. He knows he's got to start winning. He's smart. He's trying to sell off uh, some high-profile guys who are not playing for him um, for guys that are playing. Like, he knows what he's doing right now. Of course. He just hasn't gotten the bite. The, the guy on his team who's blown me away is Miles Bridges. I mean, electric. Yeah, he's been, he's been actually tremendous this season. Um, he was on a good Michigan State team led by Tom Izzo with uh, – I think he was playing with Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, and and Gary Harris and I think they had another point guard. Wow. I think his name was like Keith Appling or something like that. I can't remember his name, um, but I, he had all the talent in the world, man. And he started to put it together at the end of last season. Um, I don't remember who owned him at the end of last season, but he started to really break out, and he was like above thirty for a while with some forties thrown in there, and it's like. Oh wow! You know what? If this guy can really put it together, and then obviously having Lamelo Ball there next to him opens things up. You know, it, it makes you know just getting to the basket that much easier. So, listen, I think he's going to be a player in our fantasy league for the foreseeable future. Get used to Miles Bridges being, uh, you know, at least thirty dollars. You know, Matt. Least. Do you, Do you know where Keith Appling is now? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I guess I guessed it right. Um, no, I have no clue. Where is he now? He is being charged with murder in his relative sleigh. So really, Seth Miles Bridges came out on top there. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. This was Certainly written sounds like uh, June of last year. So I don't know. We have uh, we have Max who could probably dig in on that and let us know a couple more details. Yeah, Max, are you representing him? Jalen Green, um, for Ben. <sighs> What are your thoughts on Jalen Green? So I, I thought that I thought that Ben drafted him and held on to him all year. I see that he was drafted by ooh nine bucks by Pete. He was yeah. supposed to be the, he was supposed to be up there with Cade. You know, it was those guys were going to put put up numbers, but I mean twenty point nine. He ain't he ain't putting up much, and I guess Ben's just holding on to some hope. He put up forty two and a half yeah. last night. It's funny though. Um, I, uh, I was talking to a couple of guys from the league and I think Tom actually brought it up. He was like, you know, if you were to redraft the rookies this season, Matt, what, where would you, where would you put the guys? And he uh, kind of quietly assumed that I would say, you know, um, Sc- uh, Scotty Barnes, one Evan Mobley, two. Um, but no, when I said I would still take Cade one, he kind of sh- rolled his eyes, gave me one of those. And was just like, all right, this is retarded. 
But I think Cade is going to be the guy from this draft that's that's going to be the best. I do. Don't get me wrong. I really like Scotty Barnes, and I really like Mobley, and I like Franz Wagner. What about Josh Giddy? I mean, Josh Giddy can be all right, too. Uh, I think I posted in the league, actually, in the group me, what sideline. Yeah, they had Cade, Mobley, Barnes, Giddy, Wagner, Herbert Jones, who Tully has, A.O. Dasunmu, who Ferguson has. When I was playing Ferguson last wow. week, this guy A.O., who I'd never even heard of before, was throwing up 40-point games. I was like, is this guy for real? And then you got Chris, Chris Duarte, Jalen Suggs, and Jonathan Kuminga. Um, A lot of rookies Tom are has one, year. two, three, four guys on this list. It's too early. It's too early of a team. You can't win the fantasy championship with four guys on the rookie ladder. Oof. Anybody else on Ben? On Ben. Let me go back to Ben's squad he's for a eight, second. Eight and seven. He's well, he's getting, he's got know, a... LeBron's been out a little bit, but when LeBron, Gil, Shea Gilgis, you know, and, and Giannis all play on the same oh. night, <laughs> Ben's tough to beat. He is. But he's got to get there. Yeah, health, health, health and, plays and, a big And Bridges, right too, you know. Brid, like, his optimal lineup is – is he might have like if you were to go down, you know, like the top six, you know, like if you were, he might actually be up there. So Ben right now is eight and seven. He's got you. He's got Fergie in points, and you guys are the other eight and seven teams. So you want to start with yourself, or you want to go to Fergie and you last? I mean, we don't really need to talk about my squad. Let's talk about let's talk about Fergie because I just beat Fergie last week. Here we go. I mean, Ferguson's team, I think, that was really. was a close was, matchup last week. It was, and James Harden didn't play a couple times, or maybe at least once. He did have, um, you know, a couple guys on there, uh, like, oh, and, you know, questionable day-to-day, and, you know, guys that just ultimately like, kind of didn't play. or. But then he had some, like, you know, heroic nights out of guys like Dosunmu, um, you know, and, and Booker was really lighting it up. Um, I think he had a couple of nights in the sixties against me, which is, which is always crazy to see. But when you look at, when you look at Ferguson's team, I mean, Trey Young, Devin Booker, James Harden, Chris Middleton, you know, like his team's tough, but the center position I think is, is the sketchiest part of his team. Mo Bamba, Robert Williams, you know, is that reliable enough? Is that deep enough? I don't know. It might. It might be if you're loaded on all other on all other. Well, exactly. Here. If you're loaded up on everything, and but the thing is, it's like if if those two guys are playing, uh, you know, similar schedules in a given week, that could really hurt. That could really hurt. His starting lineup might be the best out there: Trey Young, Devin Booker. James Harden, Chris Middleton, um, and then you'd go Jeremy Grant, and then Robert Williams. Yeah, no, his I mean his six is up there, but then it like kind of drops off after that. He does have a lot of guys hovering in the twenties. Uh, yeah, exactly, like middling. It's like you, you. I'd really like to see those guys be up over thirty. You know, some you of got them, at least you got more faith in Fergie's team right now after looking at that than Ben's. Yeah, well, I mean, Ferguson's yeah. beating up on on a, on a bottom dweller right now, and and Ben's losing to the top team. So, I mean, it's it's kind of opposite situations. 
But you know, kind of looking Ooh. forward, like Fergie's you know, got I, Ben next week, me. Then he's got uh, Tully, and then he finishes off. Oh, so off Ferguson with and Ben play next week. They play next week, and then he oh, goes that's through perfect. Me, me and Tully, and then Tom to end the season. That's awesome. That's awesome because that's a- I mean, next week I gotta I gotta put my money where my mouth is because I was just telling Marone his team might be out of the doldrums. I gotta I can't let him beat up on me. Does Ben make a trade before his matchup with Fergie? Um, a trade of substance? No, but does he make a trade? Um, I'd put the odds of that at plus two hundred. All right. Like I actually kind of kind of like it. Like you know, I mean, it's it's hard to get two managers to agree, but eh, plus two hundred. Let's go. With that's that. a that's a huge matchup next week. It is a huge matchup because as long as you keep winning, they go up, they go up against <laughs> each other. Let's see who you wrap up the year with. Yeah, I mean, I, I play Marone, and then I play Duggan, which will be a fun one. I play Sully, Sully and Reardon, and then Reardon. Ooh. So, I my schedule on paper, yep, um, isn't too tough. You. Isn't too tough, but I, I, you know, I always put the target on my back, so everybody's coming for me. I know it. I know it. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but. Uh, let's look at your team for just a sec. Who are you? Who are you uh, proudest of? John Morant. Unbelievable, dude. I mean, when I when I was saying it earlier, I have a couple of guys that I feel like are in the running for MIP. I mean, John Morant, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Anthony Edwards. You know, these these guys are really breaking out. You know, it's 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 really fun to watch those guys. And Draymond, gr- great player. You, uh, you've had him since the start here. Yeah, I've been riding him. Well, he, he just got hurt, you know, maybe like two weeks ago. Um, and it looks like he's out another three to four weeks, which he'll be back before the fantasy playoffs, which is literally perfect. If he was out for the first week of the playoffs, I'd be, I'd be concerned. And Cade has turned it on. I know you traded Anthony Edwards to <clears throat> before he got going, but. You were patient yeah. with your rookie this year. Well, you added him. Oh, no, you drafted him. Okay, you've been riding oh, him. Anthony Edwards, yeah. Too. No, 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 Cade. Oh, Cade, I, I did draft. Yeah, he was a he was a target of mine. He was a, um, a actually a heavy target of mine. And then I, think I, I, I ended up spending maybe like seven, six bucks on him. Yeah, man, you, you, you're well off with Fred Van Vliet, too, leading your squad right now. Yeah, and then, Fred uh, and, and Ja, and I mean, I still have, you know, I mean, Cade and Anthony Edwards and Vucevic and Randall and Franz Wagner has been playing well. You know, it's it's um it's been, you know, I, I think my team's been been pretty good. I'm 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 not gonna lie. Now, question for you: Does Zion Williamson play this season? No, but I don't think I don't think it was a bad move. Because I think it's worth the flyer. I know I talked to you afterwards. You said, hey, if you get him back for a playoff matchup, great. Um, and who you gave away. I mean, looking at your team right now, Clay Thompson would be one of the guys. Uh, you'd probably hold on to him for namesake, but he, he would be on the bottom of your, you know, waiver wire, waiver wire cycle. So- right. I mean, the, the, the fantasy playoffs don't start till March 14th. Okay. March 14th is still more than a month 
away. Like, how much time does Zion need to recover? At, what, at the time that I traded for him, I'm like, all right, if this dude is out two more months, he'll be back for a potential week 20 matchup. And the last update on ESPN was January 5th. Yeah, and, like, he posted, like, a cryptic, you know, tweet on his Instagram or something like that where it was just him dribbling up, you know, over the the uh, half-court line in a, in a game the year before. Um It'd be interesting to see if, if, you know, he's more than a month to come back. If he can come back, like, you know, think about it. If he can, if he, if he can recover in a month, in even five weeks, in five weeks. Is it, is it if he can recover if he, or if he could be motivated? I feel like it's a little well, bit of both. Well, yeah, true. I mean, here's the thing. If he gets dealt before the February 10th deadline, which is in another week from now, Let's say he goes to the Knicks. Is he motivated to come back? A change of scenery might do that, but I'm not. I don't know. I know. I mean, when I traded for Zion, I kind of said to myself, "He's not going to play." Okay, so so you're willing. You're willing to just have. I thought. I thought that at the time, Twitter search every day. Yeah, I just figured. You know, it's fun. I got two IR spots. My team's pretty healthy. I can take this on right now. Um, I thought that Hughes? I thought that Clay I thought that Clay was going to be a little bit slow to start, and he he has been, but he's been kind of hovering around thirty lately, which kind of has me a little concerned because that's where I kind of thought you know Bobby Portis would be hanging out, um, and I thought that Clay would be a little bit worse, but um, he seems to be doing okay. Um, so so the, the other conversation I needed a center with your team that's topical with our guys. It's what's your confidence level with Julius Randle moving forward? <laughs> Not very good. Not. Very I don't blame good. you. I, I mean, I did you. only get him for $33, so it's not like, you know, it's it was a huge financial commitment. But, I mean, you draft a guy for that much, you kind of expect him to be over, you know, 35 every night, and he's had some real clunkers lately where he's been in the 20s. So that has Man. me a little concerned. He seems like he's kind of checked out of New York a little bit. I don't like hearing that at all. And if, it, if that's the case, you better remedy that before the trade deadline. I'm thinking I might have to do something. Oh, I'm just but, talking Knicks also. Well, the Knicks definitely got to do something. Whether I mean, I think it's about time they traded him. And maybe they do bring in Zion. That's a crazy trade. That's like a fantasy trade right there. It is. And that would be uh, kind I mean, of fun. I'd like to see Julius back in New Orleans doing his thing. Well, because, listen, as a number one, Julius is not doing anything in any playoffs. Right? He's killed. I mean, he's got 39.9. He was carrying you for a little bit there. He's still <laughs> averaging 39.9. But over his last 15, he's down to 31.5. So he's driving that number. So exactly. You're telling me last week he was in the 40s, low 40s. He was, he was, and now he's just been trending down. Now he's in the 30s, and how low can you go? I'd say this was a this was a successful conversation. I feel like I'm walking I'm walking out a little bit more informed about what's going on around the league. Fired up for our uh, final push. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think we should do this again in maybe like another two weeks um, That'd be awesome. and see how the if playoff picture is kind of shaping up. If anybody wants to jump on between now and then, you know you you'll get my ear. Anybody? Yeah, listen, I, anybody who wants to jump on with me, I'd be happy to do this. All right, Matt. Well, All tell right. Luke we say goodnight. 
Um, and I'll catch you boys around. Luke, num- he's my number one fan. All right. Peace out, All right. Later.